0: We're now listening to Loal Rogue Radio.
1: Hey, welcome one and all to the number one podcast, winner, spring and fall. Talking sports for the thrill of it all. Hey, talking life, but we're killing it all. Jason and Dan with the master plan. These are dangerous men with the mic in the hand. Ha. All the five winners everywhere that we go. You're a part of the team. Lower world radio. light, good life, bright lights
0: in sight. Alright, what deadlight, good. Good life, bright lights, in sight, all right, yeah, dead light, good
1: life, bright lights, in sight, all right, We're four or five winners everywhere that we go, you're a part of the team, Lower Radio, let's get it, what, at Tanagra, when the walls fell, this is Dan Owings, coming at you another time for Lower Road Radio, with my co-host, as always, Jason, how you doing today?
0: I said I wasn't going to talk about this, yeah, I'm back on keto, well, then why are you talking about it? Because I changed my mind. I'm going to talk about it. You have that right. Keto is, uh, as of a year ago, changed my life. I lost 65 pounds. That's a lot of pounds. That's a lot of poundage. Mm -hmm. And uh, I put about 40 back on. Okay. So when I went off of keto. Right. I'm back on. Right. So I haven't lost anything yet. Since? eh, Like a week. Okay. But I haven't even been religiously weighing myself. I haven't really hit that wall. Did you have the keto flu? Not yet. I haven't hit that. Once I hit that wall, then I know I'm in ketosis. Okay. So I'm hoping it happens over the weekend because mm-hmm. I, I still need to go to work. Right. So I'm hoping it hits on Saturday. I yeah. can just spend all day in bed. Sunday, I'll be in full <laughs> ketosis. Yeah. Because yeah. that's it. what happened the first time. When I oh, hit yeah. that keto flu, I was it in was, bed for a whole day. It was awful. It was bad. It felt like crap. Once you get through that wall, mm-hmm. you feel great. Yeah. Better energy. You're not hungry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this time around, I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm not going to do the um, the fat bomb coffee. Okay. I'm not going to load it up with the cream and the, and yeah. the coconut. There will be less calories. Less calories. So right. like, liquid calories is the number one like hidden thing yeah. that Americans don't see. They consume like 8, 9, a 1,000 calories. A day. A day in mm. just beverages.
1: Yeah. That's the thing that I've been doing now for I don't know how many months is – I don't have any – the only thing, like, calories that I'll have in my liquid is every once in a while I get, a, like, a strawberry iced tea. But it's an unsweet tea with that They just put chunks of strawberry in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is, I mean, very insignificant as far as calories go. Well, but,
0: strawberries you know, are still of keto. Yeah, they're friendly. They're good for yeah. you. So, um,
1: But other than that, unsweet tea, black coffee, water, and seltzer water. Right. No diet pop. Nope. Although it doesn't have calories, I still think it's worse for you than regular pop. I agree. And um, no, so no diet pop, no sweet anything, no lemonade, no, none of that. Drink seltzer water. Seltzer water, water, black coffee, unsweet tea. That's pretty much all I drink. Yeah. And I don't feel like I miss it. No, I don't either. Um, I, I finally really got to a place where, I mean, I think the hardest thing for me is some, it's nice to drink something sweet sometimes. Yes. But you just have to change your thinking. And then once you train your brain to not really care about it, um, eh, it's fine. It doesn't matter. So
0: good. Very good. Um, yeah. It's it's going to be hard to get back into it. But once I'm into it, I'll be fine because I've done it before. All right. I know what it takes. We wait with bated breath. All right, so let's get into our three things. Well, I guess let me
1: say this. I just want to make a statement. This isn't one of my three things. You, I always ask you how you're doing, and you. Oh, you how know. are you doing? Okay. Wow. First time I mean, after like five three, years, three hundred episodes, um, <laughs> you finally asked me how I was doing. Too little, too late. Um, I watch a decent amount of HGTV. Okay. Um, I mean, it's like the only thing that Erica and I can watch together—the Venn diagram. Um, yeah, it comes together on HGTV, fixer-upper kind of shows. I gotcha. Um, and I have an opinion that I believe this is a, an exterior home opinion. Okay. That I believe within fifty years I will be proven right. You ready for this? I'm ready. Shutters are dumb they're pointless. They serve no purpose. Because they don't actually Well, close yeah, on shutters the aren't even shutters anymore. Well, they're I just, would,
0: they're just a piece of plastic decoration. that you screw into the side of your house. Unless you live on the beach, right. and if it's a
1: real shutter, that's different. All right, I'm talking okay. about decorative shutters. They don't even match the size of the windows. Well, you put I little shutters on the side of big how windows. How it is
0: like in Canada or Alaska or parts really really far north, but I bet they also have shutters for listen, cold. I'm not against real shutters. It sounds like you said shutters are going to be a thing of the past. Like they were going to be marked as stupid vanity shutters. Okay, see that's a different comment. Will be a thing of the past. Okay,
1: I, I think that for a long time, obviously everything probably had shutters because of the way homes were made and windows were awful. Right. Yeah, and the windows were awful. They weren't Things sealed got better, properly. Yeah, but you just felt like there should be a shutter there. It but felt I think missing, people yeah. are growing, and yeah. I think fifty years from now, like it'll be like why why a shutter? Or maybe it'll take a hundred years. I don't know how long it'll take. But I always look at houses with shutters, and I just think they're dumb. And I don't like them. Fake shutters. Fake shutters. Yes. Once again, all for real shutters. 100%. I actually prefer real shutters. Yeah, real shutters. I wish I could use real shutters on my house. It's also, since we're on the topic, one of the best named things of all time. Somebody at one point coined the phrase, (laughs) those are shutters. Hey, uh... Well, we need uh, we need we need something um, on Just the outside of the windows that'll close. We need a shutter up. They need uh, to sh- to shut. Uh, we need to shut the windows. So we need some kind of shutter uh, on the windows. Well, will this work for a shutter? Yeah, those are shutters. Yeah. I mean, to shut the window. Sh- up. The more you shutter. say the word shutters, the more you realize it's kind of a silly thing. But uh, I love it. Shutters. The the, the 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 fact that they're called shutters is great. Shutter once up once again. Yeah. Could not be more for pro, like real shutters. That's right. Yeah, actual working shutters. Like if you lived, I would say like if you lived like in uh, Florida, where they have hurricanes, storms. Right. Yeah. Because you know they board up the windows sometimes. Right. Why don't you get yourself a well, pair of, of shutters
0: for those windows that are real, so you can shut them. Well, here's right? the thing. When I the lived in uh, Oklahoma where there was massive storms, like mm-hmm. hailstorms and tornadoes and all stuff. Now, shutters aren't going to prevent a tornado. No. But there's flying debris.
1: Or, or, Things yeah. go flying in the yeah. windows. If and all you're sorts in the of vicinity stuff. of the tornado, That's right. it, could, it could help save your window. Right. So, vanity shutters or whatever you'd call them, they're dumb and I don't like the way they look. Um, but so, are you
0: like exterior? Specifically, are you. Are you but do you, do you like stucco? Do you like. Well, I just put. I like trim around the window. Well, I mean, I'm talking about the exterior of the house because yeah. I think it makes a difference. I like trim around the exterior window of the house. On the side of the house? Yes. Between the window and the door? All oh, the kind of siding? Do you have siding? siding? Oh. Yes.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, you Stucco? Know,
0: do you prefer I, natural I, brick or stone?
1: You know, I could go with a lot of those different things. I like different. I you know, Log I like, cabin? Um, log cabins are good. I like. Once I worked on a log cabin, uh, did the drywall for a log cabin, that all of the logs were made of old telephone poles. Really? It was really cool. And then they just put like 10 layers of this uh, clear coat thing on them. Yeah. You know? It was really awesome. And they still kept like wherever they had like a, like the plaques with the numbers and stuff that was still yeah. on there. It was yeah. really,
0: it was a cool house. So I, all sorts of experiences By the way, did you notice? Oh, I don't like vinyl siding though. I will say that. Well, this is why I asked. Because you're an HGTV guy, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So in a similar sense, I don't know if you saw the story on uh, Star Wars Episode 5. Mm-hmm when Luke is hanging upside down in the cave mm-hmm. and he reaches out for his lightsaber mm-hmm. on the base of the lightsaber, you can see it where it's stuck into the snow. It actually says property of like New York city really, or New Jersey police and oh. fire or whatever, because it was an old flashlight yeah. that they had stripped apart. Sure, Actually it wasn't a flashlight. It was like a camera. Um, it was a camera light. Yeah. You know, that flashed. Right. But on the bottom of it, it was labeled that. And for, the longest time, like, you would never see it because nothing was HD. But now it's and HD. And everything's HD. I went to look it up. And it's crazy. Hmm. Hey, um, can I take a five-minute potty break? Take a break. That's fine.
1: We are back and better than ever, as Mike Greenberg says. Is he still on the air anymore? Uh, not radio, but he's got that get up, come on, get up show. With, I don't like it. Um, I would like him.
0: No, he's fine.
1: Michelle Beadle used to be on it. She was pretty good it. I like Michelle Beadle. It. Uh, the new chick, not so not so much. And Jalen Rose is on it a lot. I'm not a big Jalen Rose not fan. I'm not a huge Jalen Rose fan. And then there's just the other people that they have on it. Every once in a while there's a guy I'm like, oh, I like this guy. But just in general, don't like the people they have on the show. I totally agree. A lot of ex-athletes. Just in general, I'm opposed to listening to ex-athletes. Well. They're not the sharpest tacks in the world. Listen, before. I think it depends on what you're asking. Mount Rushmore of ex-athletes that – Work in sports media.
0: Uh, Tony Romo's
1: pretty good. I like Tony Romo. And he's one that I actually care about listening to. Um, Charles Barkley.
0: Who's the... uh, Are we doing all-time? Sure. Pat Summerall. He was like a kicker in the 30s. I don't know if that counts.
1: Why not? He was an ex-athlete. All right. Pat Summerall. Frank Gifford. No, he was not good. You remember him as being good, because you were a kid when he did Monday Night football, but he was not as good as you think he is. Tony Romo's really good. He's actually no, I like Romo calls out to play before it happens. Right. <laughs> Romo's good. I think Chuck is good. Is what there about? a baseball guy that's good? Cruck. Um, do you like crack? Yeah,
0: he's more of a studio personality rather than play-by-play. Are we are we just doing I just said media personalities. Personalities that are ex- What about a golfer? Is there an ex-golfer? I mean, there are no
1: ex-golfers. They just golf till they die.
0: That is true. Um, so
1: it feels like there should be a baseball guy out there that's pretty good.
0: We'll see a lot of the older baseball guys go back into managing. Yeah. You know, they played and then they go into managing. I, mean, I like come, Smoltz you
1: know. okay. He's okay. He's alright. I don't know if he belongs on this Mount Rushmore.
0: I don't know. I mean my favorite my favorite broadcasters are the Brennemans. Yeah. Marty and um mm-hmm. Tom. Tom Brenneman. Um but they, I mean they're not athletes. Yeah. This is a tough one. Chris Welsh. Chris
1: Welsh? Yeah, he's a pitcher for the Reds. Now he does Okay. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I can't think of another one that I really like. I like Romo. I like Barkley. Uh. And Pat Summerall, fine. I mean, I still don't think he counts. But I don't know. I'm just trying to. Yeah, I just can't think of a lot. I agree. I I I'm not a ginormous fan. I'm gonna feel there must be one I'm overlooking. But I can't. I'm think sure of it. that there is, I can't. and
0: it's probably that similar to managing. The best players in the world do not become great managers. Right. It's rare that and, you have both. Right. And if you have a a, a player that was not very good at all, mm-hmm. but he understood the game, he worked really hard, he becomes a good manager. I'd like to give Peyton Manning a chance in the booth. I feel like he could do a good
1: job. Maybe. Well, he He's, could do the Romo thing. Well, listen first. Manning all.
0: is great, like SNL right. and like scripted things. He's funny. I just don't know on the fly. We don't know. We don't know. We don't
1: know. All right, Jason. Every week we come in with three things that we got to talk
0: about. What is your first thing? Okay, so this thing is scheduled to happen on September twentieth. It's a Friday, from three a.m. to six a.m. I'm not sure if you've seen this. Three a.m. to six a.m. Uh-huh. It's going to happen at Groom Lake, which is Area Fifty (laughs) One. It's so
1: I've seen tons of Area 51 memes. I have no idea what it what it's talking about. So
0: on Facebook So
1: you're going to you're going to educate me. Yes, why on, I'm seeing all of these? On
0: Facebook. Okay, good. There was a small group of people create a Facebook page mm-hmm. that says the the title of the event they created an event. The event is Storm Area 51, they can't stop us all. <laughs> Okay. And so the idea is that the, the, the scheduled event people are registering for, uh-huh. let me see if I can look really quick and just see how many people have registered on this one site. Is it going to happen? Uh, it's possible. What's the date? Um, there's 2.8 million people yes. who have registered. So what, like 20 of those people are actually going to do it? Some people will show up. I don't know how many. But imagine if 2.8 million, let's just round it off to 3 million. If 3 million people stormed Area 51... It's true. They couldn't stop them all. They couldn't stop them all. Now, I saw... I mean, so many memes are coming off of this. I think it's hilarious. I've seen
1: all the memes, but I have no context.
0: Yeah, well, that's what it is. And so, um, you know, right now, I'm just going to go ahead and click uh, I'm interested. See, there's a lot of people like you
1: that are interested. I didn't
0: click going. I clicked I'm interested. Okay. All right. So I am interested in this. Um, Here's where they have a problem. I mean, there's lots of problems with this. Don't tell the government that you're going to storm Area 51 like three months ahead of time. Right. If there really are aliens or UFOs or whatever, that yeah. stuff's going to be gone. They're you, going to move it. So here's the If they the thought it was a, a legitimate thing that two, yeah. three million people are going to rush it.
1: Yeah. If you're Donald Trump or whoever's in charge, what, what do you do? What's the correct response?
0: For this particular thing, or are you talking about alien UFOs
1: in general? No, this particular thing. And let's just assume that there's stuff in there that, that they don't want people to see. Now, if there's nothing in there that you really care about that much, you know, well, then...
0: Well, I would say at this point, for real, Area 51 is just a cover. It's pretty high profile. It's high profile. Only recently, like in the last 15 years, did the government even come out and say that they recognize Area 51. Like it's a real thing. It's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Bob Lazar was the very first one. Yeah, he was. You, see, you're mocking me. Mm-hmm. I actually care about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Bob Lazar yeah. worked at Area 51, and he came out, and he had an interview with uh, George Knapp, and basically broke the story that there's a place at Grim Lake. It's a dry lake bed. Um, that it's uh, referred to as Area 51. That they're flown in by airplane every day. That they're bust in, you know, from Las Vegas. All these things. That there's alien and UFO technology, and they're, they're reverse engineering um, equipment. There were um, isotopes and um, uh, the periodic chart. There were there were. Um, what are those called? Hi, uh, you lost me. Listen. He, he said that this element exists, yeah. element like 112. Sure. At the time, it did not exist. Yeah. Science did not recognize it. Yeah. And he said this is this element is what the aliens use to power their UFOs. Right. And 20, 30 years later, scientists have come out and said this element exists. Yeah. And A, B, and C, and it can do this, this, Bob and this. Bob Lazar was right. 30 years ago, 35 years ago, he was right. Yeah. Bob Lazar was building like rocket propelled cars like at age six. Hmm. Like, I mean, he set off a bomb in his garage once on accident when he was like in elementary school. Anybody can do that. Listen, it happens. What I'm saying is Area 51 is real. Okay. There are real things going on there. Now, whether you say it's happening from other planets or not, that's a whole different argument. I tend to think that, yes, maybe that's a strong possibility. Mm -hmm. But even if you don't think that, the highest um, security, highest profile technology comes from the stealth bomber mm-hmm. it started in there and nobody even knew about it prior to the first gulf war the the first gulf war is when they actually put them out to real so what's the date again september 20th oh we
1: got some time
0: yeah before that happens. lots of time oh um, okay so i'm just saying i think we could schedule maybe we do a live broadcast from there sure well, i don't see a reason why not i really don't Tickets to Las Vegas are pretty cheap. They are, that's like true. Like round trip, 99 bucks. How far is Las Vegas from Area 51? Like an hour drive, I think. Okay. Something like that. All right, let's do
1: it. All right, my first thing of the week. Uh, I've Baseball's starting to get interesting. Is it? Um, sure. And I have a couple of uh, baseball things to talk about. Actually, f- so my first thing is three small things about baseball. Okay. Is that acceptable?
0: Yeah. Okay. If there's, there's one thing that I looked up at baseball today. I was curious, because this, I guarantee you this is not going to be one of your things. Okay. So I just want to get this out of the way first before we get confused in your three things. Got it. The Reds, the Cincinnati Reds, mm-hmm. their run differential is yeah. plus 35. I know. Plus 35. I know. They are fifth in the National League. Yeah, I know. Fifth. In the National League and run differential, look this up. And yet
1: they are the worst team. Just a couple of weeks ago, they were plus fifty, I think. So, um, yeah, no, it's it's crazy. Baseball's weird. It's very way. weird. But there's it's,
0: multiple teams
1: beating them. Yeah, if you have a negative I ratio, think it's promising though. As a Reds fan, yeah, the offense is there. There's yeah. a long season to go, and they've just had some bad breaks. They get some good breaks for the rest of the year. You know, maybe they're they can only edge in there.
0: The, they're last in the Central, which. It's been that way for years now, but they're only last in the Central. Yeah, but they're only six or seven games out. Right, that's the crazy part. They could do it. You go on a a streak and you beat, you know, the Cardinals Mm. and you know some.
1: I think either way, it's a good young team. I think it's. I think there's reasons to be optimistic about next year. I agree. Yeah. All right, baseball. I got three things. Ready? Go. Ray Caldwell, Caldwell, Cleveland Indians pitcher, 1919 was struck by lightning while pitching but regained consciousness to finish out his complete game. <laughs> so I, I thought that. that would give you an opportunity to talk it's, about how baseball players and athletes today are wimps.
0: They are wimps. Yeah, Nobody in their right mind would do that today. Well, in struck by lightning. So obviously he lost consciousness yeah, because he regained it. Then he regained. Uh, so he passed out on the mound. Yeah, They run out there, probably throw some ice water on him. Yeah. Well, ice wasn't even invented. Did they have refrigeration <laughs> back then? I don't know. But, but they like, resuscitate yeah. him, right? Yeah.
1: I, I'm good, coach. Okay. I'm, I'm good, Skip. Walk it off. Keep me in. Yeah. All right. And then he finished a
0: complete game. I Guys don't it. even throw complete games anymore, let alone after being struck by lightning. Now, okay, so really quick, yeah. with a sissy athlete, athlete uh, of today, my son Gideon was playing in his tournament, yeah. which they went undefeated the whole year, won the tournament, won yeah. the regular season, everything else. So it was the second to last game. They're playing at LaRue and he hits a ball and it's like a bang bang play at first base and he actually trips over the bag because the runner dropped or I'm sorry, the first baseman dropped the ball and like yeah. bumped shoulders and getting tripped over the bag. Turned his ankle. The mm-hmm. ankle started immediately swelling up. Yeah. He's standing on first base and he's like crying, holding his ankle. I'm like, walk it off, you know, and mm-hmm. he, he walked it off. He, coach like, Are you good? And he turns to me, the coach, he's like, Dad, is he good? I'm like, he's good. Let him go. Yeah. He ran around, scored the one run to... Win the game. Win the game, right. And uh, that's the mentality that we need to teach our kids. <laughs> okay, there it no, is. It's the, no, it's for real. No, I agree. Listen, you get to sniffles at work. Yeah. I'm not feeling good. I need yeah. to go home. No, listen, finish your shift out, yeah. Daisy. Toughen up. You're out west. Holy that's cow. What we
1: would say to our kids. All right, next MLB yeah. thing. Major League Baseball is looking at new rules... I hate new rules. Have you heard of stealing first base? No. This is a rule in which uh, the batter may run to first base on any pitch that is dropped by the catcher regardless of the count. Really? Yeah. I actually love this. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently they did
0: it in a minor league game or okay. something to, to, to test it out. Um, so it's like a real thing. Yeah. Think about this. You know, sometimes they'll if there's nobody on the bag and they throw at the runner, mm-hmm. you know, like in the butt. Yeah, he dodges it and it goes right past him. It really adds a whole
1: new element. Now, baseball purists aren't going to like it because I it's like. Love, but this. you like it. I love that.
0: That's the. Why are we do? Why are we not doing that right now? Because <laughs> like on a third pitch strike, if the mm. catcher drops it, yeah, you can run. You can run. And yeah. I've always thought. Even in little league baseball, that's a rule. If it's a where it's over the catcher's head, you don't see it in the pros that much. But if it's like a crazy wild pitch, and you know the catcher has no chance of getting it, mm-hmm. swing the bat and run to first. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So this is not even a swing the bat situation. This is a any passed ball any passed ball. You can steal you can. now if you attempt and you get thrown out you can't and you're out. That's yeah, right. You can't go back. So it's a risk. Oh, I love this so much. All right. This is my new favorite
1: thing. Maybe it'll I happen. want this to happen. All right. Last but not least, okay. baseball wise, this was awesome. I don't know if you know about the Tyler Skaggs stuff. Yeah, I do, yeah. So Tyler Skagg's Angels pitcher dies. And the next opportunity that they have, because it's like all-star break, all that kind of stuff, the Angels dedicate the game to him. Everybody's wearing a Skaggs jersey. Everybody's wearing a Skaggs jersey. And the Angels throw a combined no-hitter. Which never happens. Which never happens while they're all wearing Skaggs jerseys. And do you know the next thing I'm going to say? I don't know. The last time a no-hitter was thrown in California was the day Tyler Skaggs was born. Really? Yeah. Nin- wow. July, whatever, 1991 or something like that. Is that Divine Intervention? Uh, Angels in the Outfield, right? It has to be. Like, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It feels like it, doesn't it? it? Yes. That's hey, a movie. I, th- that's a flipping movie, my friend. That is a movie. <laughs> Disney, get on it. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I mean, it was like, I actually watched a little bit of the game, but it was just the beginning you know to see it, and then, yeah. um, but the angels went up like eight to nothing quick. I mean, they right. hit so like, like it wasn't a game. Yeah, Mike yeah. Trout batted around the order, but but still to throw a combined no hitter, it's even better. To honor Skaggs, it's even better that it's a combined no hitter yes. than a one-person no hitter. Right. Absolutely. You know I mean?
0: Because it's like the whole team really did it together, wearing the Skaggs jerseys. Right. It's pretty cool. And then at the end of the game, like it was spontaneous. They all laid them out on the mound. Yeah. Like it yeah. was a powerful. It was really powerful. I, I, I saw some highlights of it. I'm sitting there crying in my yeah. bedroom watching. Baseball's it, so. pretty awesome. For that, for that I reason. love baseball.
1: All right, baseball's great. So that was my first thing, baseball. All right, what you got? What's your next thing?
0: Okay, so my second thing. Um, have you seen this? The what? Face app? I've seen the Face app, yeah. Uh, I feel like I Face was app. early on the Face app. You were on the early side. Yeah. Um, now, I'll say this I saw it yesterday or two days ago, mm-hmm. like when it first started happening. And I'm like, yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah. Like there's an aging booth yeah. app. This is just a new version of that. Right. It's pretty good, though. It is pretty good. And so um, at work today, I had some downtime. And uh, so I played around with a handful of pictures and posted them online, and I am obsessed with it now. (laughs) Um, So I took a picture of my son, did that. He was laughing. He looks like a little old lady. Uh, It's pretty great. But I started reading a little bit about this, and apparently the DNC, Democratic National National Convention Committee, Committee, whatever it is, those leftists, are urging – people oh. not to download this app right because when you download it and click yes i agree to these terms right vladimir putin gets everything in your inbox gets everything yeah like the russians that so what app or face app or whatever it's called okay. is actually owned by a russian company
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's based in russia yeah and yeah. somehow the democrats are thinking that everybody's gonna download this app all the russians have access to all the american cell phones and somehow, it's going to trigger a Trump re-election because the Russians will hack this system mm-hmm. through cell phones mm. and allow another Trump victory. Mm. I don't know why the Russians love Trump so much. Yeah, I don't know either. Like, that's bizarre to me, yeah. but whatever. Okay. I mean, if, if it gets Trump re-elected, yeah. I'm downloading the so app.
1: So download the Face app. That's It's the pretty message. great. It is a lot of fun, especially with kids. Have you done it with a baby yet?
0: No. It's disturbing. No. It's a
1: real Benjamin Button situation. Oh, gosh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's really disturbing. No, I haven't. So... Yeah, so you can kind of trick the app a little bit. So there's a button all the way to the right in the bottom in the settings. It says layout, and if mm. you click layout, there's a little four-square box. You can click that box. It kind of opens up the other features, mm. right? And so it doesn't give you the full picture, mm-hmm. but you can, like, change your hair color. You can change the aging thing, aging thing, okay, different stuff. options. Because uh, currently, the current setup, like the free version of it, yeah. you can just do the old age app. There's yes. a couple of things that you can do, tweak it a little bit. Yeah. But there's a bunch of other options that you can do. The pro version. The pro versions. Yep. Yeah. All right. So that's your second I, thing? Yeah. All right. That. My
1: second thing, my first thing was baseball. My second thing is basketball. Ooh. We are in the like the middle of the craziest offseason in the history of the NBA. Right?
0: I, I don't know if it's the craziest. I mean,
1: I don't ever remember anything so drastic happening. There's the a lot MVP of The yeah. MVP of the finals –
0: Switched teams.
1: like that, I think has was, ne- that has literally never happened before.
0: Yeah, to me, it was a pretty crazy move when the best player in basketball joined the best team in basketball. Yeah. When Durant joined yeah. Golden yeah, State, that was like, that oh was my crazy, gosh. That was crazy,
1: but it seems like there's so much shifting happening. Right now, there's um, a huge shift. So you've got now... The the Brooklyn Nets. Durant and Kyrie. Uh, although Durant's not going to play next year. Yeah, it'll, it'll be fine. <laughs> okay. Um, so that's one. Now, we're not on the three. Did you know? We're on the duos
0: now. The dynamic. Kevin duos. Durant mm-hmm. next year will make more money not playing basketball than any Major League Baseball player's current salary. I believe it. That is nuts. Yeah, that is crazy. That's crazy. Um,. So
1: we've got. Uh, so we're we're no longer the. Uh, what do they call it? The three. What what was the? The big three. The big three. We don't have the big three anymore. It's the dynamic duos. So you've got Kyrie and Durant in Brooklyn, and then in. Um, I think Houston I mean, is huge. Houston, obviously Westbrook and, and Harden. I don't yeah. think. Well, I am on the record at saying that Westbrook. Is never going to win a championship. But I think that's going to be the most fun team to watch. Oh,
0: gee. they're going to score 120
1: points in the first half. Yeah, so that's huge. Um, then, obviously, uh, LeBron and uh, Anthony Davis that's in L.A. Yeah. Now, have you heard of the, the whole number thing that happened? So they both are number 23, and LeBron said on Twitter or whatever that he was going to go back to number 8 or whatever he was. For the Heat. But Nike stepped in and said, No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> really? We still want you at the number 23. I guess they probably had a pretty big investment into LeBron jerseys. Like, yeah, but at that point, it's vintage. I would think so, too. Yeah. But I don't know how much Nike had to do with it. So what happened was, um, uh, they, uh, uh, how can Nike say that? I don't know. Anthony Davis took the hit, and now he's number three. Um, and I feel like they really missed out on an opportunity here. Apparently number three was like his number – he's been number 23 since like seventh grade. So okay. this like goes all the way back to like elementary school. His right. last number was three before 23. Right. I feel like they missed a huge opportunity to say, you know what? We're not individuals. We're a team, right? And so one should be two and the other one should be three together oh, for 23. I like
0: that. That would be perfect. I know. I
1: know. It's a real missed opportunity. So, um, so you've got Durant and him. Then you've still got Clay and Curry. Yeah. Um, and the, there's a the new Clippers. And then the Clippers, George and Kawhi. And then, um, I mean, Boston, Kimball Walker and Gordon Hayward. Mm. Yeah, whatever. Um, you know, then you've got some other teams that are just. I, well, good. first of all, like I feel Utah's Boston's really good. Boston's
0: just good all the way around.
1: Yeah. You, yeah and Milwaukee's good all the way around. That's right. Uh, Utah's good all the way around. I think the Mavericks are sneaky good all the well, way Port around. Well, Port is there now, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, what's his face? Luka the, Doncic? Yes. Um, yeah. He's a lot of fun. That's
0: good. I, that Dallas team would be
1: a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I liked it. So I, I just feel like the NBA is in a really fun place right now. It's still West heavy. Do you know the longest uh, tenured player in the league? In other words, um, the, the person that is still with the team that he was drafted on, Ooh. the longest. I I don't know. Stephen Curry. Really? Yeah. How long has he been there? Um, let me see if I can tell you.
0: That um, is crazy. I don't have the year. That like that doesn't even hardly like make Your sense. brain doesn't compute with yeah. that, does it?
1: Yeah, I know. I know. That it's is bizarre. Correct. I think it was um, maybe...
0: Did Westbrook get drafted? I'm wondering if Westbrook was yeah. before Curry. Yeah. So it might have been Westbrook. Boy, man, he... To me, Westbrook defined Oklahoma City, especially after Durant left. Yeah, I know.
1: Well, did you see the GM, Sam Presti? Have you seen what he said? Sam Presti said, either today or yesterday, he said um, that Westbrook was the most important player in the history of the Oklahoma City franchise.
0: Well, of course. Well, it's just
1: a bit of a... You know, of course, of a though. reminder to KD that it's not you. Of course. Mm-hmm. Well, I agree with them. I just thought it was interesting to come out and say it. There's no reason to say it other than you just want Kevin Durant to hear it.
0: Yeah, it's a really sad Because, listen, I love Oklahoma City. I lived out there. Um, listen, if you're Sam Presti, you just got
1: the future of – I mean, any GM – would love to have what Sam Presti has right now. He has all the flexibility in the world. And they have Chris Paul, which they can turn into more draft picks. Well, they're trying to shop him, but there's not a huge market for Chris Paul. That's fine. Keep him. It doesn't really matter. The haul that they got for Paul George was phenomenal. It was the
0: greatest... And it um, happened overnight. Nobody knew it was happening.
1: Right. Yeah. Apparently, Kawhi was the one making it all happen in the background. And Kawhi basically told the Clippers... I'm not coming to LA
0: unless you get unless
1: it. you get Paul George. Right. And so the Clippers mentality, sure, they gave up a lot to get Paul George. But they it was like a two But in their mind, they're giving all of this up to get Kawhi and Paul George together. So it's a good deal for them, you know. Yeah. Um I I I think if you're Oklahoma City and I've looked at what they've gotten and they still might get something for Chris Paul. I mean, he's still a commodity. He like is if, if you feel like you're a point guard away. I think you take him.
0: Yeah. I mean, even a guy – like, I think he'd be a huge benefit to, like, Milwaukee. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. Just a solid veteran to come in there with a young team Mm -hmm. and and help run it. So, yeah, Oklahoma City – and Sam Presti has
1: shown that he knows how to draft. He knows how to do things. Yeah. So um, he's got so many first-round picks over the next, like, five years. Like, crazy amount of first-round picks. So I think Oklahoma City, you know, if they're patient – or you just scrap it and just send them back to Seattle. And it's just like, that was a great – X Oklahoma of City had a good run. They had a good run. They had the Durant-Westbrook run, and now we're going to send it back to Seattle with a buttload of draft picks.
0: I'd actually be for that. I don't know. I mean, Oklahoma City, I feel I would feel horrible for them because yeah. they have nothing. They do love that, team. Seattle has other stuff. That's true. I Oklahoma. Still want, I still want the Supersonics
1: back in the NBA, though.
0: No, they belong there. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think – so we've talked about this many times. But let's talk about it one more time just really quick. Um the way English, you know, football set up, yeah. English soccer, you know, divisions of 12 or 14 or 16. Yeah. If we did this in basketball, yeah. we could easily have four divisions of 12. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right? That 100%. Just bump up and down. Yep. We could have 48 different major league. I yeah. think Columbus, Ohio could have, well Cincinnati definitely would. Cincinnati for sure. You know, um, I mean but, what but I'm saying some, is you could add 12 more major cities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To an NBA basketball, like Kansas list. City would
1: have a team. Absolutely, um, yeah. There'd be lots of uh, places uh, like uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones that like well, decent I feel, sized. Cities. I feel like in the South there would be more opportunity. It feels like there would be more in the South. Something maybe like Alabama, Mississippi, Alabama, Mississippi, yeah. Alabama, Arkansas, like
0: in that region. Yeah, yeah. It'd be a lot of the fun. Carolinas. Well, I guess there's. We're both Charlotte on Bonn record. Or Charlotte Hornets or whatever they are. We're both on record
1: as saying 100% that this should be the system in every sport. Every single sport. Relegation
0: and promotion. Absolutely. It would change everything. Mm -hmm. Every sport. And I would love to see it because I think you would randomly see a team from like Podunk, Idaho. Mm -hmm. Like have this run of like high school kids that were phenomenal together. Yeah. And just run the table with something. Yeah, you got some team from Des Moines. So, like in baseball, I feel like this could happen the easiest. Yeah, you get you get two or three pitchers coming up that, mm-hmm. like the Atlanta Braves, the whole decade in the nineties, they had four pitchers that could control. Yeah, seasons, and not m- just games, but yeah.
1: seasons. Four pitchers and Mark Lemke—that's all they needed. That's all they needed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Julio Franco, when yeah. he's you know eighty-nine yeah. years and old, Terry Pendleton. Uh huh.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That that team offensively was not great. Boy, who was that shortstop? It doesn't matter, Chipper Jones. No, well, Chipper
1: was young on those last couple of teams, and he was third base. Um, There was shoot. Well, it was Justice, David Justice. David Justice was on there. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, Fred McGriff was on that team. That is true. Uh, But Javier Lopez was the catcher. Yeah, it was actually a pretty good team.
0: Listen, that team, the team was was solid. Mm. What I'm saying is this. Say it. In a league where there's relegation and promotion and every city had their own team, you would see a random team with four or five really great pitchers come up through it and make a run at something. And it would be great. It would be phenomenal. And I really think it would – It would. Um, you would see a lot more competitive ball in every sport, baseball, basketball. Jeff Blouser. Jeff Blouser.
1: That's who I was trying to think Gosh. of.
0: Jeff Blouser. Don't you think it would be more competitive too? Like yeah, NBA, 100%. you'd have the top 12 playing each other constantly.
1: I'm all for it. I am all for this. Happening. Middle 12, There's, bottom 12.
0: Yeah. You think 12. yeah, 12 is a good number, I 12 guess. 12 is a good number. Well, in football, I think 16 would be the perfect number because you'd play everybody once, 15 right. games. Yeah, that'd be perfect. That'd be perfect. Okay. I think every sport may be a little bit different, but 12 to 16 would be just about perfect. All right, there it is. And can Donald Trump quick, just like unilaterally? We, make this I think happen. he can do this. Yeah, we should do. Real that. Real
1: quick before we move on to your third thing. So, who is your prediction for the NBA championship this year? It's up in the air more than it's ever been, probably since like Detroit Pistons won, like when there was nobody on that team. Yeah, like that's pro- it's probably more up in the air than it's ever been since then, or maybe since Jordan left. You know what I mean? Like it's it's really up in the air. Yeah. What's I, your pick? I'm gonna. Um, I'm gonna say Milwaukee. Yeah, I was thinking Milwaukee too. I, I, it depends on how they mature. Yeah, and if they stay healthy, all that stuff. But they can win the East. That's I, not a problem. I really like the Chris Paul on Milwaukee thing. Yeah,
0: I haven't heard any of those rumors. I, don't I think just that, said it's it, a possibility. Yeah, yeah. All right. What's your third and final thing? Okay, so this is uh, kind of sports, sports-ish. I am officially retiring from fantasy football. Really? I've been in this league for 20 wow. years. Yeah. Like, bef- like, longer than I've been married. This is like Tom Brady retiring. This is a big deal. Yeah. Um, so in my 20 years of playing fantasy football, I have been in the championship probably half the time, mm-hmm. like 10 times. Mm-hmm. Um, I've won like once, I think. Okay. have got so a lot of second places. Maybe it's not Tom Brady.
1: Maybe it's like the Atlanta It's
0: race. more of like the Buffalo
1: Bills. Okay. So this is like Marv Levy retiring. I'm the Marv Levy of fantasy football. Hey, that's not a bad a spot A lot of second be. places. Yeah.
0: I'll take uh, it. Second place? Ain't not wrong in second place. Yeah. Uh, but I'm done. I can't do this anymore. And football, of all the sports, um, I've lost so much interest in American football. Mm-hmm. I just have. The NFL, uh, I don't. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a little uh, appreciation for the Browns and and, and, and Baker Mayfield. Well, you know and I'm a Browns fan. I want to see yes, as of when you visited Cleveland for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to watch the Browns, and that's it. I really could care less about any other team. But for the past 20 years, the first 10 of those years, I watched every game that was on TV. Basically, yeah. I mean, you every Monday it, night football, every Thursday night football, every, every everything. Yeah, three games on Sunday M- at minimum. Yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, it's uh, I'm done. I don't care anymore. Now, all I care about... I don't care anymore. Starting next month... Ohio State Buckeyes, Cleveland Browns. And Tottenham. And Tottenham. Like, this is all I care about anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, I've I've been... I just love waking up Saturday or Sunday morning, based on when they're playing, drinking my coffee, and watching it. Did you see they got rid of Trippier? I did. Well, I don't know if they got rid of him. I mean, he wanted to go somewhere else. Signed for more money. Was it Madrid? Madrid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't uh, think that's a huge loss.
1: Sanchez is basically yeah. stepped up so big last year. Yeah. We're not here to I mean that's not one of our things, but Not today. Yeah.
0: Listen, if you soccer season comes up next month,
1: I I am we'll more confident right in the yeah. fact that soccer is like the greatest sport than ever before because if you can be converted,
0: then listen, anybody that's can. That's huge. Yeah. You listen to the archives of the radio, of our you podcast. You trashed it pretty hard. The first 2 years
1: Hardcore trash. Mm-hmm. You were the stereotypical American football. Soccer
0: is dumb. Yeah, fan. And now I'm you're Starting to learn. I'm converted. I'm I'm full conversion at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm a soccer fan.
1: Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Join the rest of the world. Now,
0: listen. I don't. I I will. I feel like a woman watching football. Is that sexist? I mean, when you watch soccer. Yes. Because you're still learning. I'm still learning the rules. I I am not the expert. Yeah. Not even close. Well, you know more than a woman watching football, though. So. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's ridiculous. (laughs) Don't get crazy. Yeah. No, it's I. I am fascinated by it, and there's always things where it's like, oh, oh, that's cool. Oh, I didn't know that, and oh, yeah, you know, well, that's so. also what FIFA's for. You play FIFA, you learn a lot. That that is true, mm-hmm. and like some of these, like Sunderland Toy I die. Watching mm-hmm. that documentary was phenomenal. I could, I, I want, them, I want them to make a hundred. I want them to make a documentary about every team. Yes,
1: in in England, and I would watch every one. Now there are some soccer documentaries on Netflix that I can't, I don't watch because they're. Like in French or Spanish. Yeah. And I just, I, I don't mind reading subtitles a little bit, yeah. you know, but the whole time, I can't do I it. I just, it's yeah. hard. It's hard for
0: me. I like to read. I just want
1: my TV watching to be my TV watching.
0: Like that one movie, you remember Crouching Tiger and Hidden Dragon? Mm-hmm. I couldn't get through it. No, I tried to watch it like four or five much. times, fell asleep every time. Too much. Yeah. Can't do it.
1: All right. Was that your third thing? Yeah. All right. My I'm third retired thing. retired from fantasy football. So my first thing was baseball. My second thing was basketball. My third thing is football. How do you like that? Really? Wow. I just want to get your opinion, and this doesn't have to take long, on the proposed NFL schedule change. Which is what? I don't even know. Which is the NFL owners are pushing hard to get an 18-game schedule in which the rule would be that every player is allowed to play no more than 16 games. Oh. Greedy?
0: worthwhile no it's greedy waters
1: down the product brings in more strategy it's interesting gives us more games that we care about because they'd be getting
0: rid of two preseason games it would be interesting but i think it's stupid if you want to manage your players like indianapolis colts for years game 16 and 17 peyton manning never played Mm -hmm. you could still do this if you wanted to remember the guy it would be the quarterback. He was like from Wisconsin or something. Yeah. That would always come in and play those there two he is. games. Yep, there's that guy. Um, Yeah, I don't like it. I think it's stupid. I think it waters down the product. Yeah. Like, Baker Mayfield right now is the face of the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. And if the Browns are on the field, Baker Mayfield better be taking the snaps. And also, statistically, you're going to get guys that – like, records are going to be
1: broken. Now, I know that they still only have 16 games, but – they're gonna be able to fresh the they're work their buys off. If game they're injured stuff like that, or whatever, yeah. instead of missing a game, right, they're still yeah. gonna get their six. So their, I think yeah. over the next if they do this, over the next ten years, we'll see just a run on the record books.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's absolutely stupid. Yeah. And greedy. Um it's outrageous. I, I don't like it at all. Outrageous? Preposterous? Ridiculous. If you wanted to somehow No, it's just stupid all the way around. I agree. Just get rid of the preseason games. There's the answer. Yeah.
1: Nobody cares. Make it free to get in and get rid of two of them. You know what I mean?
0: They're doing scrimmages, and you could keep that going. Yeah, no, totally, totally. And they don't play real football until they get out for the real game anyway. Honestly, the preseason football, more than anything else, they cut players Mm because they enter the preseason – With like a hundred and twenty man roster, they gotta whittle it down to to like sixty or something. Yeah, Yeah. so you know the team gets cut in half each week. So, um, but you can do that. Might you don't have to have preseason to do that? Mm. It's just stupid. I hate football. I like Ohio State football. I like college football. Yeah, but the pros, I'm. I think I'm done. Even
1: college football, I don't care about as much. I still like watching because on Saturday mornings, I used to watch. College game day, and now I watch soccer. Yeah, that's true. I do, too. So, like, you know, yeah, we're coming to your city.
0: I don't listen to that. I mean, it's not a thing. Well, here's the thing. So, still, I'll s- still watch Corso Pick, but that's it. We're in the state of Ohio, mm-hmm. and Ohio State football rules. Mm, that's for sure. It just does. And so... It's difficult on a Saturday not to be around a group of people watching Ohio State football. Yeah, I'm like, not opposed.
1: Still, I still Ohio State football is in my blood. It's a part of my DNA. Right. I'll always watch it. But
0: that's what I'm saying. It'll I don't still care be there. about it as much. I I'm would with say you. that.
1: Yeah. Hmm. hmm. All right, Jason. What is your Netflix
0: suggestion of the week? This is a Netflix original. Okay. It's called I like uh, many of those. Yes, it's a series, a season. Uh, it's a game show. Okay. It's called Awake. Have you seen this? I don't. Um, I don't think so. This is great. They take a million dollars in quarters. Okay. I like so far. I like everything I hear. They put it in a huge bin in the middle of this room. Very good. For twenty-four hours. There are 12 people sitting at desk around this huge bin of a million dollars worth of quarters. Mm-hmm. And for 24 hours, they take sacks, pick up the quarters, go back to their desk, and count them one by one okay. into a large container. At the end of 24 hours, they have to declare – and they have to count in their head. There's yeah. no pencil and paper. Oh, dear. Okay. They have to declare what their count is. Yeah. They roll out all 12 contestants on the stage. Yeah. The person who's the most uh, – who counted the most is automatically stayed. Okay. You know, He stays. And the person that counted the least automatically leaves. Okay. So there's an incentive right off the bat to make sure you count. Right, yeah. You can't just like count a dollar worth of quarters and say it, that was it. Right, okay. So there's incentives based on how much you can count. Also, based on how much you count is how much you can potentially keep. Right. So there's a series of challenges that are difficult to do under normal circumstances but almost impossible under – being awake for 24 hours right and they're like hand-eye coordination while you're trying
1: to remember this number
0: well no that that doesn't matter anymore because they declare what that number is okay so that doesn't matter anymore but there's different challenges and tasks a lot of them are hand-eye coordination type of things and each round they eliminate the person who did the least Mm -hmm. Um, before they do that they give people a chance to say you can buy out right now walk away for five thousand dollars you can bow out of the competition yeah and if they hit the button, they get $5,000 or 10000 or fifteen, okay. and they can be done. Okay. Or they can continue to play. And, and possibly you, win. And possibly win. So the first round, when it gets down to the very end, they can win however much they counted. Yeah. And so in a typical 24-hour period, these guys are counting anywhere from $30,000 in quarters wow. to $40,000 in quarters. Really? I would On, not have thought it was that much. It's a lot of quarters. That is a lot of quarters. You just so, count $1 at a time, right? You do four at well, a time. Oh, I think I count like by 100. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 9, 9, 100. And then that's $25. Okay. To me, that's how I would do it. Anyways, that doesn't matter. So they can risk it if they're within $500 plus or minus mm-hmm. accuracy wise, mm-hmm. they can win what everybody counted. So, if everybody counted $30,000 times 12, pretty, they could have, you know, $300,000. Pretty good deal. So, they say you can keep your $30,000, whatever you counted, or if you want to risk that, mm-hmm. you could walk away with nothing. You feel like you're within 500. 500 plus or minus. Whew, so, yeah. it's, it's split. Some of these guys but, say, you know what? I'm happy with 30,000. I'll yeah. walk away. And some people are like, yeah, I want it. A lot of people make it. Yeah, within that five hundred. Yeah. So at this point, now they're like you know two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they say you can risk it one more time. You Uh can keep that two hundred fifty thousand or whatever everybody counted. Yeah. Or risk it for a million dollars. Yeah. Get the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah. If you're within fifty dollars plus or minus, did that happen? Um. So you need to watch this. There was um, a couple people risk it. And landed outside of that fifty dollars. Uh-huh. There's a couple of people did not risk it, and they landed in. They landed within fifty dollars. Wow. That's well, but they still walked away with two hundred or one hundred fifty thousand, whatever, which is still pretty office. good, but not a million dollars. It's it's Awake. actually and it's completely friendly, family friendly, family friendly. So I watch it with my kids. They mm-hmm. laugh, they chuckle. Uh, it's a good binge worthy. You know, just eating mm-hmm. some food, watching some TV. Yeah. Awake.
1: Um. All right. My Netflix suggestion. Can I do two? If you want, there's one. Is that's one in, of them Stranger Things? No, but it's Stranger Things related. Okay. David Harbor. Do you know who he is? No idea. He is the sheriff. Oh, I love that guy. You. I'm telling you, Jason. Every once in a while, I'll tell you something to watch. Yeah. That I just know you're gonna love. And sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. I'm right more than I'm not. Go home and watch his show. It's 30 minutes long. It's a Netflix original. It's
0: called Dr. Frankenstein's Monster's Monster. Okay, so I saw that as an option. Yes. I didn't know that was him. It's him, and it's the
1: strangest thing you've ever seen. It's, it's I've like, seen some pretty strange stuff. It's strange. Okay. It's original. It's a Netflix it, original. It's a Netflix – yeah, and I'm just saying it's original. It's, it's him playing himself, trying to learn about his father, David Harbour the second. And maybe his grandfather, David Harbor the first, he's David Harbor the third trip. Yeah. And um, his dad was a famous like um, actor in plays, you know. okay. And uh, so they're playing it's like him like talking to people trying to get the bottom of it while you're seeing footage from this play that he was in and they're telling you like the history of it. It's only thirty minutes long. I don't get it. What's it feels the... like two hours? <laughs> and you. Why do I want to watch this? Just watch it.
0: It's is it entertaining? Brilliant. Is it oh, funny?
1: It's so funny, so brilliant. It's so bad on purpose. There are all these like continuity errors that they're doing, where like people are standing in different places. The next time the camera shoots on them, you know what uh, what I mean, where this like, might door's, hurt me. A doors know if open I can do this. and then it's closed, like. It's like the quality of the flashbacks are really bad. You know what I mean? But purposely bad. Oh yeah, totally on purpose.
0: It's brilliant. It's 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 one of the most original things I've ever seen. And so uh, like, it's only thirty minutes long. Is it the equivalent of when we first saw things like The Office? Oh, like way stranger. No, 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 no. Like way further than that. Well, not just strange, but it's like it felt different. It
1: it feels like the honestly the only thing I could compare it to is the first time I saw Monty Python.
0: Like that.
1: Like, this is something completely different, right? It's it's different. Yeah, right. right. I mean, it's like a totally different stratosphere,
0: you know? Well, if you're in England, it's different. I mean, they grew up with stuff like that. Well, I'm just saying, I don't know where- Is this guy
1: English? British? Uh, No, no. He's he's American. Well, I guess his dad kind of has an accent. Um, And he's got a catchphrase that he says, like, in the middle of his- thing and he goes and that's how i got into julian <laughs> i kept on saying that after i watched it erica so, watched it she did not see the humor I could not, yeah, that i, I could, saw yeah although she was laughing you know what i mean she would laugh sometimes yeah but she was like this is so dumb i was like yeah but it's pretty awesome okay so i want you to watch it because i think i really think you'll love it okay well it's only 30 and minutes he's great yeah well, i like him. you yeah. like him he's great but that's not my, net, that's my Netflix suggestion to you because I'm curious about what you'll think. I'll watch it. Uh, my Netflix suggestion of the week is on Netflix. It's called Memory Games. Are you familiar with it? No. It is about the World Memory Championships. Okay. And they have something like 10 competitions uh, within the World Memory Championships. Um, remembering uh, – like one is uh, you're given – uh, like I don't know how long with a list of faces and names, okay, like five minutes with it or something like that, and then you then you're just given a page of just the faces and you have to write the names under it okay um one is uh is uh they read it's like random numbers that are read by like a computer out loud, everybody sits there with their eyes shut, it's like four hundred and fifty numbers that they read in a row, random nine, three, seven, five, oh gosh. Nine. And they remember them all. And then they write them down in order that they heard them. Yeah. One is like a speed competition where you're given a deck of cards that is um, in a random order. You have to look at them as fast as you can. Then the clock stops. And then you pick up another deck and you recreate what you saw. Wow. And test to make sure it's true. Oh. And so not only are they following this, but they're talking about how they do it. Yeah. And they talk um, about uh, the Mind Palace. Yes. And how that's what all of these people do. They do the Sherlock thing. In fact, do you remember that episode of Sherlock where the one guy, the bad guy, had his own mind palace? Yeah. This guy's in it. He's like explaining it, okay, um, and uh, talking about it. Is this is a Netflix original. No, okay, but it's good. It's on Netflix. It's called Memory Games, and uh, and how they they associate. And it sounds when they explain it, you're like, well, that's more complicated but they say it's like it's no, mind palace this is what you do it's so you like each like to remember numbers each number has a corresponding letter and then that letter helps you think of a word and then that word forms a picture based upon the next number the next yeah. number the next number and so it's like you know you create this crazy picture in your head and that helps you then you go back so you, you, cr- you basically they're like creating a story almost in their head as they're hearing this system of numbers right. then they go back to the beginning of their mind palace and they just walk through what they just created and then they, they can just write the numbers down
0: oh my gosh I, that hurts me I could never do that. These people are amazing. They're amazing. So it it reminds me a little bit, well, of a couple different things. Um, I went to a seminar with Jerry Lucas years and years and years ago. Yeah, he's this kind of guy. And so it's like he went to Johnny Carson, Mm -hmm. shook everybody's hand, met everybody face-to-face before in the audience, and then during the show calls them out one by one by name. All these people, Drills them all. Yeah, all these people can do this. It's outrageous. Yeah. So the other thing it reminds me of, I started watching as of two or three nights ago on Amazon, Mm -hmm. Monk. Oh, Monk is good. So Monk is the... American idiot version of Sherlock. Like he kind of goes in and he sees things, he witnesses things, he he thinks he can. Mm. You know, I just, I think, I I find that funny and fascinating. Monk is a good show. It's a solid show. It is a solid, like, I'm going to. Well, to me, as I'm watching it, it feels like a classic murder mystery sitcom Mm -hmm. type of show. Yeah. Going back to, it's a hybrid, you know, Columbo, Murder She Wrote, all these shows. It's an hour. I don't know what that is.
1: the guy's name.
0: The actor that plays Monk. Oh. He was also on Wings.
1: He was also in Galaxy Quest. He was. Oh, yes, he was. He was also in Men in Black. Oh, yeah. Not a bad career for old Tony Shaloub. I like him. He's funny. I don't know what he's been in since Monk, to be honest with you. No, he's good. It's, good. it's a good show. All right, so my Netflix suggestion is Memory Games, but I want you to watch Dr.
0: Frankenstein's Monsters and Monsters. Mine is Awake, and Monk is also good. All right. That's good. That's good. All right, Jason. Anything else before we
1: call it a night? Uh, (laughs) All right. Well, this is Dan signing off for Jason, reminding you to keep your stick on the ice and never wear the blue sweats.